In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. So glad you are here. So uh, listen, whenever you're listening to this, it's probably getting to almost the end of 2018. And normally at a time like this is uh, we start talking about business planning and looking at right how you're going to adapt and pivot for the, the new year, what plans you're going to put into place, what uh, you know marketing initiatives that you've been putting off that you want to execute on. Um, yeah, it's really time to do a self-assessment, I guess, and look at your, your you know, kind of a SWOT analysis, right? Your strengths, your opportunities, and your weaknesses. And so hopefully you're conducting that for yourself. Um, if you guys want us to do a session on that, just let us know. Um, you can always email me, podcast at mortgagemarketingradio.com. Um, but obviously, I think it makes sense to look at what are your strengths, right? And uh, play to your strengths. What are the opportunities you see coming forward in the market? Opportunities to increase your your market share, opportunities to you know, particularly possibly grow in a particular area or, um, you know, um, or launch that initiative that you've been thinking about for a while that you haven't. And then what are the weaknesses? Where do you need to get better, right? Um, whether it's lead gen, um, online, whether it's better and more realtor relationships and referrals, um, whether it's maybe firing some referral partners and, and getting lean and mean, going deep versus going wide. Um, not sure where that is for you. Each one of you has your own unique situation. Um, what I do know is that if you are looking to uh, increase your success with real estate agents, to get more realtor referrals, to get more purchase business, and to build a, a predictable, reliable pipeline, we've got something that can help, and that's called Mortgage Marketing Pro. It's our new pro membership that uh, was recently opened uh, on a very limited basis. And uh, if you want to check that out, you can go there at mortgagemarketing.pro. We've got resources in there that will help you attract, capture, and convert real estate agents by teaching agent classes, the number one way to capture real estate agents. We've got resources in there to help you stop winging it and have a actual uh, structure and sales process, scripting, how to minimize and reduce rate shoppers, how to have better conversions with real estate agents. And then of course, how to, lastly, is how to build your online brand, your online presence, um, online leads, Facebook templates, ad templates, and so forth. So um, whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, it's your one-stop shop for everything to become a modern mortgage originator. So check it out, mortgagemarketing.pro. Now, 
Um, getting to my special guest for today, um, Mr. Sean Cahan, also known as the Mortgage Geek out of San Diego, California. I want to give you a heads up. First of all, uh, we don't have a filter on this episode, meaning um, it's raw, it's real. Uh, there may be some colorful language. Um, FYI, if there's any kids nearby listening, please remove your children from the room. But Sean has uh, done some amazing things. I wanted to have him on because he's he has done what so few loan officers do, and that is he's built a unique brand that stands out and helps him rise above the noise in a crowded loan officer market of San Diego, California. And he's done that by creating this brand persona known as the Mortgage Geek. And he's leveraging video in a big, big way. And I don't want you to, you know, misunderstand that, you know, not only is Sean an active uh, mortgage originator still producing loans to the tune of $134 million uh, in 2017, total volume funded, but he's also running um, Cornerstone down in San Diego. Uh, He has now over 100 loan officers uh, as part of the organization in Cornerstone. So he's running operations. He's handling mergers and acquisitions for Cornerstone. He's originating. He's creating this brand called the Mortgage Geek. He's building an incredible presence in his local market with real estate agents. And you're going to hear him talk about how, first of all, it's just an extension of who he is. So I want you to know that, okay, can everybody do what Sean's doing? No. But can you do something similar or unique to you? Yes. Right? Not everybody's going to be as... Uh, have as big of a personality as Sean does. And that's okay. You don't need to be. I always say what you need to be is you. And that's what's going to connect and resonate with people is you, your authenticity. This is Sean being Sean. It's being him, right? Um, So it's right in his alley. But I think there's some key lessons we can take away from our discussion, um, not only in terms of um, how to create a brand, how to rise above the noise, how to uh, pre-sell people before you even meet them, but also how to prepare and structure your day. Sean's got a lot going on. So you're going to hear about how he structures his day, how he plans it out, how he gets so much done in so little time, and uh, lots of other different things, and how you can take some of these ideas from Sean, the mortgage geek, and start to create a unique, have more fun in your business, doggone it. Make it more, because look, we've all heard the thing about we should be producing content and videos and whatnot, and, and it shouldn't always be about mortgage rates and market updates and loan programs and stuff like that, because Everybody's saying that, you know, it's like, what do you lead with? Great rates, product services. We close in six minutes. Hey, nobody cares. It's all white noise. People are tuning it out. So how do you maybe take that same info and make it fun, make it engaging? That's what Sean's going to talk about. And like I said, um, his style may not be right for everybody, but you take lessons out of this and you do what's right for you. And just know that if you, you know, where we are in today's world, it's, it's, you are a media brand and the back end is you do mortgage loans. So more and more today, you need to build your online brand, your online presence. Uh, you need to be unique and different to rise above the noise. Why should people choose you over the competition? And then some other cool lessons from Sean, uh, just about um, his mindset and you know, and how he gives away a million-dollar loan to a competitor that he knows he can't be as competitive on and why, what the lesson is in there about leveraging that opportunity to not only get more referrals then you would have made money on that one transaction and build more loyalty and trust with your realtor partner, for example, if they brought you the referral. And then, of course, what's Sean's belief on what are we doing to um, succeed as we move forward into uh, 2019? I asked him his advice for how he's training his loan originators to prepare for Q4 and Q1 of 2019. And you may be surprised at what you heard him say. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Hey, Sean Cahan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Appreciate you having me on. No, it's a pleasure. And so uh, you are uh, affectionately known as the Mortgage Geek. 
And uh, you've obviously built this incredible brand and stuff. And I've been looking at, you know, your presence uh, in San Diego down there, your online presence, the videos and stuff that you're doing. So it's funny. I mean, there's a lot of ways I can enter this conversation with you. But I think the first question is why? What the hell were you thinking? <laughs> well, I'm a goofball. And <laughs> That's obvious. <laughs> I needed to kind of start getting information out. Well, I really did it because I needed to be top of mind, right? And my downfall is being able to, or structuring my day to continue to call my, my referral partners mm-hmm. and have follow-up. So, hey, I, you know, that's one of my weaknesses for sure. And so then I was trying to think of like new ways to stay in front of them. And then I have a partnership with a, with a media company. And so then I was like, well, hey, why don't we start making a video? So I uh, started making videos and then about, you know, new programs or a way to get information out. And then the whole thing of the mortgage geek in, came into play. And then Blair, my uh, loan partner, actually thought of like, hey, let's put glasses on. So I wore her actual glasses at the beginning. And then we put tape in the middle. And then she came up with like a logo. And then that's how the whole thing actually started. So the first video while we were driving there had nothing to do about Mortgage Geek. It was just, we want to push out a video about 12-month bank statement program. That was like way before anyone else was selling it. Mm. And you think because of the uniqueness with the brand, you're, you're interjecting fun into mortgages, uh, that started getting you traction and awareness? Yeah, no, definitely. So it's like really funny. And I'm going to call her that. So a good friend of mine, Whitney Pizer is, uh, she's very conservative. She sells a shit ton of real estate, but she's very conservative. And the first video came out and she was like, Oh my God, Sean, you can, I'm so sorry. Like, I I don't know if I can actually continue to use you. Videos are crazy. Like off the wall, like our response for the first, like, six months was like, uh, not really sure. Right. It was like, Hey, I'm going to laugh, but it was like, they're a little too aggressive. Mm-hmm. I've had a meeting with Wayne Pfizer, um, three weeks ago. And she was like, I just want to let you know, I'm like on standby to watch all of your videos. I love them. They're amazing. They're so funny. There's, you know, and a lot of the end or a lot of the real estate agents and loan officers that I work with, or even the general public now that's letting me know that, Hey, thanks for, they actually have a lot of information behind them, but it's the way that you present them. It makes us really kind of engage and go, wow, that is a pretty cool program because it's really funny. They don't know what to expect, but I'm also pushing out actual content. So if I'm, if I'm hearing this correctly, uh, you know, you touched on, you wanted to get a, a awareness and obviously you understand, Hey, San Diego, it's a crowded market when it comes to the mortgage business, loan officers, much like, you know, Orange County, Las Vegas, there's lots of choices. Um, so was it, a, it was an awareness thing where you're like, Hey, damn it, I need to rise above the noise. Was it like a conscious thing saying, hey, how am I going to grow my business? But it just kind of happened organically with the whole mortgage geek thing, right? Yeah, it was. um, So I was talking with Blair a lot and we were talking about, hey, how are we going to stay in front of referral partners? How are we going to, you know, more of how are we going to get this information out to more and more people, right? And then the brand created. And then we realized, okay, now we're going to attach ourselves to the brand and use the brand to then blow it up to even uh, bigger than it 
we ever thought it was. All right. So it was just kind of like, you know, kind of stumbled into it, if you will, which is nice. Um, uh, and, and what you've discovered is, is that so initially because of the style of videos that you were doing, some people were kind of like, Whoa, what the hell? You know, we're used to this button up tight, you know, tie suit, uh, professional environment with mortgage. And uh, they didn't know how to take you at first. Right. No, definitely not. Did you see my third video? My third video is I literally, I think it's third or fourth video. I literally swore the entire time. And all it was, was beeping about why are you asking it out? Why are you asking me questions about the documentation that I'm asking for? I was like, I need that shit. Give me the fucking document. And, and so it was like, beep, 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 constantly. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yep. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, like this guy walked by and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I was, it was like, wow. it was really awesome, very vulgar. And I don't think there's any video out there that is that vulgar. And Except for a Gary Vaynerchuk video. <laughs> exactly. I hear his name, like, I think every second of the day. I know, it's crazy. Okay. You know, it's funny. I'm thinking about your videos. I just finished watching, um, Do You Suffer From ED? <sighs> <laughs> Dude, that's a brilliant one. I mean, you know, when you see that in that headline, as a matter of fact, and I want to put links to all these that we're talking about in the show notes so people can easily watch them. But uh, let me just skip over here and go to that because, I mean, you, you don't hold back, man. I mean, um, it's really structured like a damn ED commercial. I mean, you've got like the intro layup. Are you stressed out with, you know, you're not alone. Dude, that's, that's freaking funny. So we are making these commercial, like these mortgage geek videos, like they're actually commercials. And I'm going to be honest, like the partnership that I have within the media company really does help promote that. Sure. Uh, because if a loan officer really doesn't see the benefit of it, then they're not going to push out how much the actual cost is per video. Right. 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 Um, because... I mean, there's hours and hours and hours of actual work that goes into producing one of those videos. And luckily that with the partnership and I see a huge value. So at this point, so we even have something else coming out. We're actually going to be, we're going to, we're thinking and we're going to start filming an actual like uh, little mini series TV. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So that's the next direction that we're going to go. Uh, it's going to be really funny. Well, and so, uh, and like I said, I'm going to put links, you know, a lot of this stuff's on your Facebook page. There's lots of videos there, a minute with the mortgage geek, you know, what's cool about this, like you said, I mean, here's the big takeaway, right? You're taking a subject that's normally boring and dry. And, and that's why people tune it out. They don't want to listen to friggin' mortgage updates and stuff, but make it fun, make it educational and entertaining at the same time. Cause as you've heard it said, people would rather be entertained than educated. But if you can combine those two, um, that's when you've really got a secret formula and, you know, I'm looking at these views, man. Um, suffer from ED, it's I got over a thousand views. Uh, a minute with the mortgage geek, Fannie Mae changes. That's just a sick, crazy video right there. Two thousand <laughs> views. I mean, where? How do you? How do you structure? Two things I want to talk about. Okay. One is you, you were you were you were honest in in mentioning that your partners with a media company, so they obviously help you with the production. Um, so I want to talk to the loan officers that aren't there and don't have that. Um. Number one, let's take that first. How do you think loan officers today can and should be building a brand, being a media brand, if you will, to rise above the noise? Well, there's there's multiple different media companies out there that, you know, all you really need is somebody that's like a videographer. You need an editor. You can, you know, they're together. Um, 
and or even just do it from your cell phone. Do it with a green screen. I mean, you can just post up a green screen. Someone is there to help. You can go on Google it online. I mean, we sent out a bunch of resumes because we're opening up another studio over in Missouri and we got a ton of resumes. So it's pretty easy to actually go out there and you can do it from your cell phone. You can do it from your desk. Just make sure that there's a green screen behind you and then just start tinkering with it. And just because like what I always say, if you look at my first video compared to my videos now, I mean, it's a night and day difference, right? But the first video that we sent out, we thought was cool. Now, the videos now are so much better that we look back and go, well, that's kind of a basic video, right? So I would say start somewhere and just start pushing out content and stop like thinking about, oh my gosh, this one's better or this video could be cooler if I did that. Like start actually just pushing out a cool video and over time you'll start to learn. But if you're trying to make the first video or the second video, like the best one that you've ever seen, it's just not going to work. How often does a real estate agent look at an open house flyer? They will sit there for hours and hours on end with a graphics designer. Oh my gosh, no, the picture needs to go here. This needs to go here. This information. When you're handing to somebody who can care less and they're just looking at the information, they throw it away, right? So it's the information that they want, not the damn graphics. And the agent's sitting there spending hours about the graphics when they're not actually realizing what the customer wants. Right, right. So, just take it upon the customer. Like you might think your video is the funniest thing on the planet. The public might not think that way. So that's why you just have to go out there and start pushing the videos out mm-hmm. and then see what the public has an appetite for and, and push the envelope. You, um, if I'm looking at just based on the videos that I see on this, just a short glance here, most of your content is mortgage related from what I can see. Is that accurate? That is 100% accurate. So we're trying to only have it based upon, based around um, mortgages. But one thing that I'm trying not to do is I don't want to push it out into only sell Cornerstone as well. So the most recent video that we did does say a lot about Cornerstone, but that's because it's a very informational video about the loan process that I send out to all my clients when they go into escrow. So that's why it says like Cornerstone, but I'm really trying not to have like Cornerstone, like, Hey, if you come to Cornerstone and Cornerstone, Cornerstone, more about like just information, um, really funny, you know, kind of getting out there, allowing other even, you know, loan officers to learn kind of updates about what's going on in the Fannie Mae or the Freddie Mac or like the investor world. Are you so, wearing board shorts right now? No, so I wear, I truly wear a suit Monday through Thursday. Okay. Um, and then I do not wear it on Friday. So I have one outfit that I wear on Friday. Yeah. Um, and my team dressed up as me last Halloween because I legitimately... Every single day that I'm not in a suit, I wear the same outfit. I'm not even lying to you. I buy $7.99. Like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I wear like flip-flops or a very specific type of like shoe. It's crazy. Got it. So I'm curious then, um, with the, your, 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 in, in your conscious choice of content, are you, you know, because you've seen, and, and, and again, I'm trying to keep in context of the people I've listening and I've talked about video before and and it's particularly with real estate agents too, right? Um, they should be a local community expert talking and featuring local cool stuff to do in the area. Are you purposely not doing that for any reason? Or is it just, hey man, the mortgage info is like your wheelhouse? Well, we kind of have a new video that's being launched next week. That <laughs> It's really funny. Um, and so it's a little bit different and it's not so... It, I guess it is mortgages, but it's not mortgages. You just have to see the video. But... I will start to venture into different fields, actually. I'm going to start 
went in different ones. Um, but mostly just, I want to stay with just mortgages because it's like a minute with a mortgage geek. So I, I, I'd love to see the mortgage geek, uh, on the board heading out, you know, for the surf man in his suit. <laughs> we, okay. So we thought about doing a really cool videos, very similar, like, uh, the geek in the streets. Yeah. Um, we might do something like that. And, uh, I might get some like park benches and ask people why they're sitting on my face and everything like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, listen, let's, for those listening, let's just make this clear. Okay. You're, you're having a good time. You're like, you know, creating this incredible brand down there, but um, you're also producing a hell of a lot of business. I took notes from our last chat. If this is correct, personal production for you uh, was this what? 2017, 134 million. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of damn business, man. Um, where does most of that come from? Local real estate agents. Real estate agents. I okay. do not. I do not create and hand out any leads. Zero. Everything that I do is one hundred percent referral. How has your business grown um, in terms of like new realtors noticing you, being a tra- you know what I mean? You building your sphere of influence. Is that you've seen a, an uptick since you started doing the videos? Oh yeah, no, for sure. It was so crazy. Like, so I have a client that wanted to come through me and I don't even know how he got my contact information to be totally honest. I think online, he says, and I got him pre-approved and he said, Hey, here's my real estate agent. The real estate agent sent me a text message and he goes, Hey, you're the mortgage geek. And I was like, yeah, no. And she was like, your videos are fire. I'm so excited to work with you. Never worked with me ever before. She's sending out my pre-approval. So it was kind of a way that the real, the local real estate agents are, they know who I am. Right. And so it allows them to really kind of, and I do a lot of other smarter San Diego. So I'm staying in front of not only my current real estate agents, but I'm also staying in front of, you know, the whole community of real estate agents, knowing that like when my pre-approvals come across, they know who I am. They, you know, they've heard me on smart San Diego. They trust me. They see my videos. They think I'm knowledgeable. So it really allows them to maybe even go to the seller and say, Hey, we should accept this. Cause I know this guy, even if they've never worked with me. So top of yeah, mind. Exactly. When they say you see you on, on the other end of the transaction, they're like, Oh, that's, that's cool. It's mortgage geek, rock solid. Yeah, um, correct. Do you have realtors then? And you kind of mentioned this early on when people first didn't know how to take you. Do you, I imagine you still have some people who you're not a fit for? Oh yeah. 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 A lot. <laughs> Are we talking realtors, clients, both? Everybody. Everybody. And you're okay with that? Uh, yeah, I'm a hundred percent okay with that. So right. when I actually meet, so I'm still calling, right? So I still do an open house almost every single Saturday. I did mm-hmm. the pizza event. Um, so I'm still working weekends and so I'm running Cornerstone, doing the operations, also just trying to build my own uh, brand and doing loans, right? So it's kind of a lot on my plate. So I'm working six, seven days a week. Absolutely. And, um, you know, when I meet a new agent, we go out to coffee. I do not do lunches. I do coffee. We go out to coffee. I don't talk about actually real estate. I don't talk about doing loans. I want to see if we actually work well. Like, dude, are we funny together? Do we communicate very similar? Because somebody that if we do not communicate together, if we do not communicate well together, right? And they send me a deal. Well, fuck, man. Like that deal might just be a nightmare because I don't want to call that agent and that agent doesn't want to call me. So we're not really like a team. We're just using me for loans. And there's a ton of you know loan officers that might be a better fit. So, right. and I try to keep it within my organization too. So I'm like, hey, if you don't like, 
the way that we do business on my team, because I don't change the way that I do business for anyone. Right. This is how I do business. And I think that that's allowing me to scale. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't work, then nothing against us personality wise. Like I think that this other loan office over here might be a better fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you actually like identifying and targeting agents to go after, or are they just kind of coming into your, your web because of the brand you got? I mean, so I've only, I've been in San Diego and I've been doing loans for 14 years. So 2019, May 2000, May 12, 2019, I'll be 15 years, right? So I'm super, super proud of that. Um, I have successfully closed a loan for 1,071 local agents. Wow. That's a pretty, pretty big pie, right? I'm yeah. not going to, and I have like 836 on an actual like rotating wheel type of thing that I actually know I've closed a loan for. I can actually have a conversation with. Uh, hey guys, I don't want to call 836 people. My team does it. I want to have a personal connection. So what we did was we stripped that down to 150 and we said, these are the 150 that we get along with so well. Personality. We can hang out with them. We go to coffee. Now, do you want to come to lunch? Do you want to have dinner? You know, those types of things. Like, I want to be your friend. I want to hang out, right? And uh, so that's the 150 that my team, so Blair, Chris, and Jason, that we actually call and we're very, uh, we're just in sync with each other. Like, we, we talk the same. I don't call people by their names. I literally make up a new name for almost every single agent that I know. Oh, is that I right? A nickname? The first name. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm wondering how you come up with those. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> Just right on the fly. I'm I know, like, right? What's up, Slice? And they're What's like, up, Slice, home skillet? Yeah. Um, okay, so it's so 150 agents that are on your, your A list, if you will. Um, Correct. And you as a team, you just kind of divide those relationships up and you guys manage that collectively? No. So we'll, 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 we tried to a little bit. Right. But, um, so like Chris, Hey, you get these 20, Jason, get this 20. And then Blair and I have 110 that we actually follow up, but then I'll reach out to those other 20 as well. Um, it's just that I have those other two loan officers intaking and doing a lot of more of the heavy lifting on like the documents and making sure that the pre-approval is correct. Even though I still issue all the pre-approvals, um, and still sign off on them, they would do most of the heavy lifting. And I come in there cause I can review a file in five to 10 minutes. Right. So yeah. if it's properly, so they structure it properly. I get to go in there, have a really great detailed conversation with the client. doesn't mean it's a 30 minute conversation, but we know exactly the path we're going to go. And then I go on to the next one. Right, right. Um, man, that's that's a big base of agents to to manage, you know. Um, it is, but with with four people managing it and how much fun we're constantly having. Yeah. So, are you doing anything then with the the, the you know the A group of agents? I know you you know can coffee and all that, but I mean, like once a quarter or twice a year, do you do any kind of events or anything? Yeah, we're. I mean, we're doing like an appreciation party. So Blair um, put together like an appreciation party. Last November, we had 380 people come. Um, really? And uh, we have clients? Uh, no, not clients, just agents. Only referral partners come. Wow. Damn. Um, and, it's, and what we do is we allow our local loan officers to bring their real estate agents as well. Because a lot of the time, like I know their real estate agents that they're working with too. So um, it's like I, I send it out to the, to the actual whole company. And say, you mean, hey, you mean uh, LOs that are part of Cornerstone? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. How many LOs do you have there at Cornerstone? Right now we have 109. Um, 
loan officers for Cornerstone with uh, the, the branches that are coming over. So by January 1st, we actually have six more offices coming over. So we're super excited about those. We'll be at like right around 150. And if I can finish the acquisition and merger of this other smaller bank, I'm going to pick up an additional 35. So my target like is to have, um, let's say 150 by the end of the year. And my target for next year is right around like 225. So, wow. so dude, I mean, you're like doing loans, still originating, running like this crazy business that's growing like wildfire, um, acquiring companies, building this brand, meeting and greeting agents. Um, what's the secret drug? Come on. <laughs> Dude, that's so rad. Like I just, uh, I had a meeting two days ago with this, this amazing group, this new branch. I'm super excited to get the opportunity. And that's, he asked me that same question. He's like, I don't get it. I truly don't get it, but you guys, I wake up at three fifty every single morning, and I am—I'm going at hundred and ten miles an hour yeah. until nine p.m. So if you take three fifty to nine p.m. at hundred and ten miles an hour, if you really structure up your day, you yeah. can accomplish so much that most people, you know, they say they work eight hours, but technically, I'm telling you the honest truth, they're working four, four and a half hours. Sure, I do not do anything like it is pure. Every single second is just like, go, go, go 110%. And then also I get to grow like horizontally too. So I bring on like-minded individuals and then I say, okay, hey, you now take over this. So if like another division it needs to get in touch with me, well, now they're going to get in touch with Greg. And so they're going to get the exact same response that they would out of me out of Greg. And so um, that's how I'm actually able to grow. All right. So I'm curious when I hear somebody talk about that kind of a schedule and I know fitness is important to you. Um, cause we talked about before we hit record, you, you're, you know, you do, you do Ironmans, you're doing a 600 mile bike ride. So do you fit fitness into that schedule? I do. Yeah. Um, so I get up, I start doing my emails and then like on Monday I did an 86 mile ride. It's about four hours and 45 minutes. Um, and so I, I fit it in there, but then I, so before any of my rides or if I'm training, um, I have a long, you know, cardio day. Yeah. What I'll do is I will structure out the day and say, okay, this meeting is then, you know, Hey Jason, you got to do this. Chris, you do this. Blair, Blair actually manages everyone's schedule. So she tells everyone what to do during the day. So by the time that I come back, I'm actually not behind because I already woke up in the morning and structured out that I'm not going to be there and just kind of delegated the, um, the task to each individual so that everyone, when they come into work, they know exactly what they're doing. And then I show up at the right time to make all my phone calls. So uh, on the fitness thing, is, is there a particular regimen you're following? Or is it depending upon like if you're training for an event, like an Ironman, right? You got to do lots of different things. You got to run, you got to swim, you got to build that up. Um, if you're not like training for an event, maybe you always are, I don't know. But I'm just really curious on the fitness side, because I know it takes energy to have that much output. Um, like what more like long-term consistently, consistently, what do you do, right? To stay high energy, kind of fit and, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so I eat as many donuts as I possibly can. I murder bags of Cheez-Its all day, every single day. <laughs> I crush pizza. Uh, no, I, you know, I eat, I eat pretty healthy. Um, but I also enjoy a coffee. You know, one or two coffees a day, not a problem. So I'm swimming. I, I think that actually the my workouts give me a lot of energy. Right. Um, That's what I'm saying. So, so I'm sure you have to make it part of your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, just make sure that I'm, 
more and less that I do actually think about what I'm eating. Um, I try to eat, you know, as clean as possible. Sometimes I do make mistakes and, and go rogue. Um, and then just make sure that you're structured. So I always say like, if I'm structured, I'm not stressed out. And when I'm not stressed out, I make all the right decisions and I can think very clear. So that's what I'm saying. If you get up early, okay, and you start structuring your whole day, you are never behind. It's the individuals that come into the office at 10 o'clock who didn't structure the day beforehand. And when they come in at 10 o'clock, they're so stressed out that they're being so reactive, not proactive. And that just drains all of your energy. Have you ever seen someone be proactive and how much they get done in the same amount of time, someone being reactive, the person reactive, I say that can do literally 30% of somebody that can be doing proactive in the same amount of time. So are you planning out your, your day the night before or kind of week in advance? What's your structure? Well, Blair and I try to do everything like a week in advance. So like, hey, you know, we we want to know what next week is going to be um, on like the main schedules. Right. And then, yeah, the night before, we'll, okay, hey, can I, can I fit this meeting in? Can I fit this in? And it is really down to, hey, you know, every 30 minutes or every 45 minutes is really blocked off. And you just have to, I mean, I don't even, uh, I don't drive anymore. Uh, Blair does all the driving so that I can actually stay on my phone calls during that time. So I, it's a mobile office at that point. And, and who's Blair? So Blair's my lone partner. Um, and as you can see, she's like, we she's, do the, she's the person that's there in the background right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's up, Blair? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks. Thanks for helping out. Thanks for being here. So, and she's the creative uh, person behind Mortgage Geek as well. Mm. So hopefully you're paying her very well. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Very good time together. So it's fun. That's really cool. So you don't drive anymore. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't really drive much either. Uber is like the way to go. Um, I don't have a personal Claire yet, so we'll get there. You, you, you will. Yeah, but Uber is amazing as well. Like, hey, if I don't want to drive that day, then yeah, sometimes I'll just take an Uber. So I wrote down a question from last time when we talked, um, and I want to maybe restructure it. So the question was, what do you require your loan officers to do to build their business? And I don't know if require is the right word for you, because I know you probably allow a certain amount of autonomy and creativity and stuff. But you bring on all these LOs and stuff like that. I mean, what, how would you answer that question? What are they kind of like the, you know, how do you help your LOs succeed in the market today? So everything that, so I'll beta test based upon my volume that I have going on and see if something really works or not. Where I think a lot of the loan officers fail is that they're going off and they're going to try this and they're going to try this and then they're going to try this. And, and ultimately it doesn't really work that well. Um, and so then they come back and they, and they don't have enough business coming in to really take the blows of something not working. Right. And so what I always try to do is I say, well, I can lose one or two deals, you know, possibly, or one or two like real estate agents because of how many real estate agents that I have, right. Or how many like pre-approvals that are going through. So I can test, you know, different ways of getting business and without it negatively impacting, as say my pocketbook. Right. And so what I always say, like when you come over to Cornerstone, really, I want to hear what's going on in the streets in the different markets, but I really want them to follow what I'm doing because I've meticulously placed the reason why I picked this software or this is the flow of the loan because I've, I've actually gone through a lot of beta testing to come up with that series. So how I'm helping loan officers is actually just creating structure 
in their life and saying, hey, do this. You don't need to do anything else. You know that other idea? Like I'll, I'll sit down with them and ask them what ideas that they're talking about. I'll be like, I've already done that. It didn't work. I've already done that. It takes too much time. Hey, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. I incorporated that idea into this idea over here. So when I'm talking to loan officers, they really like it because I'm still doing what they're doing. I'm just doing it at a larger level. And I've been able to really kind of have the authority as being the owner of Cornerstone to make the, the bank more centric around loan officers, not just compliance. So I kind of took two different things and saying, I'm, I'm a loan officer, but I'm also the owner. How do I marry the two together? Because I think a lot of the mortgage banks out there are just so like compliance based loan officer. And then they have like their salespeople in the middle trying to bridge the gap. Yeah. There's a disconnection from the streets and what's going on. Um, Anything stand out for you that's like, you know, in terms of structure, the go-to strategy, right? Where it's like, look, man, this works. It's always worked for 15 years. I mean, realtors come to mind, but any specific, you know, ways uh, around realtors, like, I mean, hey, you know, there's the frigging column on Monday, Tuesdays, whatever the cold call thing, or there's teaching classes, you know what I mean? Any, Any shares you got on that area? Yes, I do. Stop selling bells and whistles. And start only telling them what you're actually good at because you're not good at everything. Mm. What so would be an example of a bell and whistle? A bell and a whistle is, oh my gosh, I have this new 1% down payment and it's the, you know, the greatest product on the planet. It's like, well, hey, one week ago, you were telling me about this down system payment program. Whatever happened to that? Oh, that one really didn't work out that well. But I got this 1%. Like, well, did it's you all really- product-based, yeah. You know, it's like, stop selling the actual product and start selling yourself as being an expert. That's like the biggest difference. So like when I go into a meeting and start, you know, trying to work with like the broker and the buyer's agents, I go in there and tell them what I'm not good at. <laughs> I go in there way to say, open up the meeting. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm like, Hey guys, here really quickly. Do not send me clients in between seven hundred, nine hundred thousand that have a debt to income ratio of less than 30% with a more than 740. Because if you send that client over to me, you're going to look like an asshole. I'm going to look like an asshole because PNC Bank of America and Chase will smoke me on interest rates. So if your client comes over, just know I'm going to refer them over to a loan officer that I vetted out and just realize that if you send them to me, the this is the person that I'm going to send them over. I'm not even going to quote your client because I'm going to make you look like an asshole if I do. Wow, man. There is a friggin' different approach right there. And then they're like, okay, now I'm ready to listen. I'm like, okay, here's what I'm good at. I will strategically, you know, structure your loans. Give me the hardest deal. Give me a one month bank statement, 12 month bank statement. Give me a one year tax return. I got a $2.9 million purchase today. How fast can you close that? Like, give me all of the paperwork up front and I'm going to now strategically go in there and place and I'm going to go get that loan. Give me a VA. Give me a, give me an FHA. Give me a VA that barely meets residual that has a debt to income ratio of 60%. You know, that is, that is where a mortgage bank is, right? So I'm, why am I trying to compete against PNC who has, I don't know, $20 billion of cash who can just say, I want that person with 500 grand. So I'm going to give them whatever interest rate. I will never win. I'm not even in that field. No, it's interesting when I think about that, because I've had a number of conversations with the loan officers where, uh, yeah, I've heard them say, hey, my realtor's starting to push back and say, your rates are too high because we know clients are shopping out there today. Absolutely. Um, Even with a great referral process that I'm sure you have in place, they're still going to check the market. Um, So that's very interesting where you're like uh, identifying your strengths 
you know, and just making it clear that what that says to me is it's, it's telling the agents that you're ultimately there to serve the client and you're not going to try and force a deal just for the sake of the deal. No, like I got a, I got a Qualcomm executive come over. Hey, we went into escrow. We had a great connection. You know, it's a $1.5 million purchase. He's putting down 500 grand. And I was like, hold on real quick. I was like, you are a perfect candidate. Are you interested into an arm? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm probably only going to stay here five to seven years. I'm like, right now, PNC is buying that market right now. And they're offering a three and a quarter when everyone else is offering a 4%. Would you mind if I introduced you to a loan officer that came from the direct world, direct banking world, so that he understands closing on time and can actually get your deal done, but can offer you a three quarters lower in interest rate. And he was like, well, don't you want the deal? And I'm like, I, I want you to have the best service that you can possibly have. Not, you know, I'm going to benefit on closing alone because now when he closed, he actually called me and said, thank you so much. Now I'm going to get his five referrals from his family over a lifetime. So yeah, I didn't make money on that one deal, but I saved a client. Now vice versa, I'm going to try to pigeonhole this guy into a 4%. What if he goes out there halfway through the transaction, finds that PNC, comes to me and says, why didn't you tell me about this? Oh, because I don't get paid on it. Well, cool. Not only is he going to go to PNC, but he's going to hate me and he's never going to refer. Then he's going to go to the agent and say, why did you refer him to me? Yeah, wow. I just lost the agent. I lost the client. I lost all of his referrals because I didn't do the right thing and actually give the client the best service. It doesn't always mean that there's going to be money in my pocket. Mm. Man, I'm just I'm just sitting on that for a second and thinking about that because I know there's some LOs listening where they're like, dude, whatever, you know, it's 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 up to him to shop the market or not, you know? That's what we're professionals. That's what we do for a living. Yeah. If I know that they're offering like buying the market, like send them over there. I, I love that. I just think it's a it's a, it's a different mindset. It, it, you know, that some LOs I know, I guarantee you, go ahead and email me people listening right now. I guarantee you they, they have a hard time taking that on because that's a long-term mindset and that is doing the right thing, which is always the right thing. And the other key point is, okay, you didn't, and I love what you just said this, you didn't make the money, the upfront commission on that. And, and some people would think, oh, well, he did the DLPNC. That's who's going to get the referral. No. That was just a transaction at PNC. What you did was you built a relationship and added tremendous value, which is going to get the referrals. Well, correct. So let's let's tailor it back just one more, right? So 66% of all purchase money transactions in 2017 went with their severe of influence, okay? Yeah. So 66%. And of that 66%, 82% of the closed transactions went with their agent's preferred lender. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys, I'm not losing anything. I just maintained a relationship that I'm going to get the rest of that 82%. So yes, I, I pat, that's only a transaction. So if loan officers think that they're going to be able to go out there and really get a real firm hold on their, you know, on their clients and we're going to get that, you know, relationship, that's false. You guys, that is a transaction based only. Like my relationship is that agent, yeah. right? So even if that, even if that, um, the client wants to even think of a refinance, the client normally goes back to the agent that got him into the home. Then the agent goes, Oh my gosh, yes. Sean is the one who did it. Or, Hey, why don't you reach out to Sean? They don't remember who did the actual transaction. They don't. Hmm. So let's, let's move, let's shift it over and shift our focus over here. Yeah. And, and let me just throw one other thought at you for those that might be going down this rat hole, play devil's advocate is, is there any concern of, losing that agent then, you know, to PNC for referral business. 
No, because PNC is really, really, really good on 1.5, you know, like 1 million to one and a half million. They're sure. debt to like they're like directly in the in the middle of the box, right? So you know what? If that agent wants to go directly to PNC for that clientele, then wonderful. But I that agent's like, I can't believe you did that. I love how you're always looking out for my client's best interest. We will it actually creates a better connection because now the agent comes to me for every single deal on the planet, knowing that I'm going to give their client the best service and I'm going to align them with the right people if I can't do it. Does that make sense? So I get, now I get a hundred percent of every single deal that that agent thinks of because they know that I'm doing the right thing because I'm a mortgage professional and they're real estate. They're not, they're not mortgage. Yeah, and you think about that in the big picture of uh, what does a real estate agent really want from a loan officer? Yeah, the traditional closed loan is on top. They want you to do what you, you say you're going to do, but they also um, want a referable experience for their clients. And so by you doing that, that blows their socks off where they're like, holy crap, he's giving up. I mean, on that loan, easily a 10K commission. Um, you know, well, I'm, the owner, I'm the owner of Cornerstone, so there's a little bit more. <laughs> a little more juice in that puppy. A little bit more juice than, you know, that the actual bank is losing too, right? right? And then- that's how much farther I go. Now, you know, some loan officer go, well, then there's always a broker, you know, out of their house that can offer a better interest rate. I'm like, I get it. Okay. Yes. I'm not sitting down and passing out every single one of my clients. Right. Right. If, if we're a VA to VA and I'm a quarter percent higher, Hey, you know what? I'm going to fight tooth and nail. I'm not going to say, Hey, my competitors over here, a quarter percent. Right. Yeah. But I'm talking about three quarters of a percent, yeah. one whole percent on a jumbo. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a lot of money at that. At right. that point. It's like, Hey, I'm going to offer you a 5% on a jumbo when bank of America is at four and a quarter. It's like, come on. Like that's just too big. Well, it's really, and we'll get off this subject. I guess uh, one last comment about that. It's really interesting because, um, you know, we've all been there where we've had those conversations with the clients where, where we know they're in that hole, that pigeonhole, that narrow scope that we can't win. They're a private banking client or whatever. And you just know you're not going to win that, but you're trying to, right? And then, like you said, halfway through the transaction, they're shopping you or whatever, and that's been in the back of your mind the whole, how much better would it be for a, a client experience and just like you said, earning the trust of that client's referral is if you just like disclosed up front and let them know, Hey, Mr. Client, I, you know what, listen, I appreciate blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But I got to tell you, if I'm really right, going to do my job and serve well, my best recommendation is you go to X because Correct. of the reasons you said, and I, you know, I hate to see you go. I'd love to earn your business, but to be honest with you, look at, we're talking three quarters of a rate on a million dollars. I mean, that's a hell of a lot of money to you, Mr. Client. I mean, holy crap. Talk about people are going to talk more about you, that guy, than they are the guy at PNC or whatever that just like did the transaction. Absolutely. Every yeah. time. Phenomenal. No, no doubt. All right. Cool, man. Um, do you do any uh, coaching or training for your agents? I mean, I, I guess uh, in the context of have you had agents come to you and say, hey, man, help me with video? Oh, yeah. No, we definitely. So a lot of agents say, hey, we love your video. We help them with the video. So we bring them in there. We do like um, bio videos for our local agents, um, you know, and help them out. Blair's like really good at uh, helping them walk through the actual video. We have a lot of B-roll content. Um, So we're constantly trying to help out the local agents, you know, create a brand and actually push that brand out. Because have you seen the actual videos? Like more and more, I go on there and I'm like, Oh my Lord, did you watch this video before you sent it out? Because I was legitimately falling asleep or like I was already angry for you. So I was shutting off your video. Like they're awful. They really are. Like, 
not everyone can do a video and not everyone should produce a video. So uh, I'm trying to help the agents as much as possible by, um, you know, having them come into the office and, and really kind of focus on what is the best way to make a video because. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen some of the loan officers that work at Cornerstone um, be inspired not to like, you know, duplicate the mortgage geek. They're gonna, never going to do that, but are, are they at least like starting to do some video themselves? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's more and more um, loan officers doing the video, coming into the studio, starting to film. Um, there was actually, if you go to like uh, Top Producers Magazine, Greg Wynn, my branch manager of Encinitas, go to the standings page and go to that magazine and you will see what I'm talking about in terms of Cornerstone is doing things different. Like his whole thing was about his childhood had nothing to do with mortgages. Like, you know, I was a chunky kid playing basketball and blah, blah, blah. And that's actually how he sold himself. When every other article in there is like, we can close in 12 days. We close in 11 days. We have the best. And it's like, it's not a knife fight to the bottom. Let's create like who we actually are. Because if there's a knife fight, I'm not involved anymore with a knife fight to the bottom. <laughs> I love that. We're a good metaphor, a knife fight to the bottom. <laughs> That's really cool. I think, um, you know, uh, it just goes to the, to, to speak to the fact that like we've been talking about this whole time is like, it's a noisy market. Everybody's frigging, um, pitching the same thing, which is great rates, great service, the program we close in six minutes. And it's just like, man, people tune that out. I don't care. So to rise above the noise, you need something different. Either a, you need a cool, like compelling, unique, uh, brand like yours that immediately gets attention. Now for those that are listening, maybe that's outside your comfort zone a little bit. Hey, you need some type of content. You need to start doing video because that's still rising above the noise. Although that will change too over the next several years as more and more people finally get on the bandwagon, the video place will become even more noisy. So might as well get your stuff in place now. Well, also in right now is a really good time because believe me, you always want to be doing what everyone else is not doing or what they're actually thinking about doing, right? So like the more and more videos and more and more people are doing green screen videos, I might actually switch and start doing something a little bit different because I've already done my videos. So the faster that you start, you know, getting up ahead of the curve and stop focusing, that's what I was saying at the beginning, stop focusing so much on like making the video perfect and not producing it because it's, oh, it's not so perfect. Like start getting it out there. And then, you know, when, when all the noise is, you know, on video and every single lender is on video, now you're going to do something different because you've already done your video thing. And now you're going to do something more creative again. So it's like, you know, direct mail and spam um, or, you know, the drip campaigns on the internet, on the, on through email. Like how cool is, you know, the drip mails like three years ago, like everyone was like, oh my gosh, like automatic drip. I can send messages. Like, dude, that was cool. Guess what? Now, now people got so annoyed because every single person does it. They put a spam. I'm not doing any more drip. I'm actually doing direct mail because now the mailboxes are like literally 30% of what they used to be. Now people are starting to read my direct mail, you know? So I'm just trying to stay ahead. Amen to that, man. Love that. Direct mail. It works. But shh, don't, tell, don't tell anybody. We don't want to get that full up again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when, you know, people, as a matter of fact, I just got the new phone book the other day and I love, you know, people post, you know, can you see, I can't believe people are still like, you know, sending this. And every time I get a phone book, it's like, well, number one, that same thought hits me. I'm like, what the hell are they saying? But here's the thing I got to keep in mind. Somebody's paying to be in that phone book. Absolutely. There's a reason why they're paying to be in there or else they wouldn't be in there. So it must be still working, right? Absolutely. It does work. I think it works even better because people are like, why? You know, it's like they pull up in this big, huge phone book. Then they're like, oh my gosh. 
you know, I can't believe that this person is still actually in the magazine. I can't believe these things are still exist. I can get all this online and they're looking at all the ads. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, hey, maybe it serves a specific demographic, right? There's yeah. a marketing lesson there. All right. Listen, man, I know you got to jump. You got a lot of stuff to do. Um, we're coming into the end of uh, 2018, right? Into Q4 here. What do you, what do you, what kind of advice are you giving your team, your loan officers to close out this year strong? Buckle down, make your phone calls, you know, change, change your comp if you really can to really try to maintain that market share, because I'm telling you the fourth quarter of 2018 and the first quarter of 2019, I think are going to be like the lowest um, and kind of like the hairiest two quarters back to back that we've seen in a very long time. So you got to work. Everything that you're doing needs to be multiplied by two or three X to maintain your still your same business. And that's what I'm doing today. So I'm not trying to make more money. What I'm trying to do is maintain my actual volume. And in order to do so, I have to be making two to three times more phone calls, two to three times more activities for the same amount of work. So don't think you're going to get rich in the next two quarters. <laughs> right. So increase the activity. Increase activity to maintain. Seriously. Just right. So we've got to do more of what we've done in the past just to maintain, not to grow. Yeah, you won't. I mean, you, in the next two quarters, that it, these are not growth. These are not PR months. These yeah. are not PR quarters, like at all. Like, and, and so it's, you know, sometimes hard, like, oh my gosh, I'm making 30 calls. Well, cool. Guess what? You got to make 60 calls tomorrow. I don't care what you're saying. Like, that is what I need you to start doing in order for you to actually stay consistent. Because if you don't do that, and if you're going to stick with 30 calls and think that's a lot, and that's what drove you to where your volume is today, well then just, just, why don't you just cut that thing in half already? Yeah. It's funny. I was going to do a video that's basically said, why don't you just quit now? It's Yeah. It's, dude, it is a doggy dog world out there right now. I mean, the rates have gone up. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the profit margins are so thin and and start to really try to streamline your business as well, because I'm seeing these loan officers with these huge teams, you know, and it's like when you break down the math and your team costs you a hundred basis points to close every single loan. Yeah. And then you're wondering, you're wondering why, why is my pricing so high? It's like, because you're costing yourself a hundred basis points to do a loan. Like I need you to start doing your income. I need you to start actually pre-approving the client and don't expect somebody else because there's no mistakes that can be made right now. Zero. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Good message. Well, listen, uh, mortgage geek, Sean Cahan. Thanks a lot for being here, man. Uh, our yeah, listeners appreciate yeah. it. That was really fun. I appreciate it. You bet. And so listeners, as always, thanks for tuning in and listening. If you like this episode, please let us know. Leave us a little love out there on the interwebs. And uh, we will see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our mortgage marketing pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. 
done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents, butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.